I know I'm gonna get got. But I'm gonna get mine more than I can. How about them cowboys, man? What is good? Welcome back. This is episode 14 of Lock It or Leave It. We are recording this on Monday, January 4th. I am your host, Jay, and joining me as usual is my co-host, Cam. What is up, dog? What's up, Jay? You know exactly how good I'm feeling. My Bears snuck into the playoffs at 8-8. Eight and eight. Everybody is a little upset at me, like Chad, because the Dolphins missed the playoffs. But, you know, bear down, baby. Let's go. See you soon, Saints. Yeah, man. So the playoff matchups are insane. But before we get to that, let's get to our other three guests. Let's start off with Chad. How are you doing, Chad? I'm feeling a little hurt, I'll be honest. Um, but I'm getting through it. I'm getting through it. Yeah, it's going to be tough for him, man. Tua, the Tua mania really slowed down. That train really came to a halt uh, abruptly. But we also have someone who's happy for his team. We have Martino. Blake is here. How you doing, man? think that the bet I found a new a good new bet it's the player props man I I dug myself out of the hole on some player props fucked Alabama I had minus 18 one by 17 um so some good bets to get out of the hole and good playoff matchups coming up I mean we got to talk about my player props if we're gonna if we're gonna get into this real quick because I went six for six yesterday and I told everybody, I posted it in the group chat before and nobody was, nobody believed me or listened to any of my props, but uh, that's why some people are down and some people are up. That's why some people are down and why some people are up. Let's quote that. But lastly, we have one more guest. We have Aaron with us. How are you, Aaron? What's going on? Feeling amazing. Uh, Tom Brady looked elite as always yesterday. The Bucks are rolling. We're going to go all the way to the Super Bowl. There's no doubt in my mind. I was down early in the week, but a uh, nice four-team parlay hit yesterday, so not as down now. Very happy about that. Hey, yo, that bookie must be sweating right now. So let's talk about the topics. The past week has been crazy in American sports. We love it because the content just happens to write itself. With that being said, we're going to cover the NFL playoff picture and recap week 17. And then we're also going to talk about the Cooking Hot Ass Award. You know, we got two candidates for that. Then we're going to move on to the NFL final leaderboard standing, excuse me, and talk about how we all how we all did with our picks. Then we'll swing on to the college football playoffs, man. The Dabo slander, the Clemson slander is coming. Get ready. And then we're going to segue to the NBA real quick, talk about Steph. The 62 has to be mentioned. And we'll end things on the lock it or leave it NBA contenders. So we've got a packed slate for you guys. So without further ado, let's hop right into it. All right, so we are back, and let's just hop right into our picks, man. We started out the year, we were giving you guys two locks by spread that we thought was going to hit, and we had an upset each week. We kept track of it on our Twitter, follow us at Everything Hoops, but uh, I'll throw it to you, Cam, explain how the leaderboards went and uh, how we all did for the year. All right, well, we're going to start at number six, finishing on the list, is uh, Blake finished 12-15-1 on the season, which is uh, a little disappointing for our, quote, NFL expert, quote. At number five, we've got Aaron coming in at 12-15, and 15, which uh, his, his system, you know, just doesn't work as hey, for the record, For the record, we weren't initially doing the two spreads in the 
Okay. Well, anyways, you still finished fifth. We've got Floyd, who did not, who could not be here today. He's finished at 12, 12, and one. And I do have to give a little respect to him because he did go perfect in the last two weeks to crawl out of his hole. So, you know, shout out to Floyd. At Jay, we got at number three, he went 14, 14, and one, which is, uh, again, respect you did you did crawl out of a hole which you were you were deep down in yeah so let me say this real quick man if you tailed all my bets for this year you wouldn't have lost any money and you would have pushed on one of them all right so don't worry about it you would have went 14 and 14 but let me just say it had to be done the two people who host the show had to be in the top half of the rankings or why would we even have the show carry on and if you actually, but if you actually wanted to make money, you would have listened to the top two people, which was uh, Chad, who came in at sixteen and twelve, and finally yours truly, who was number one the entire NFL season and finished at eighteen and ten. That's where the real money's at. All in all, I'd say it's successful. We have more. We've got more W's than losses, so it was a good season. I'm looking forward to these playoffs. Yeah, absolutely. And let me just add on by saying this, man. If you listen to these people on like Sunday Night Football, Chris Collinsworth, Tony Dungy, Terry Bradshaw, Booker McFarlane, all these experts, Lewis Riddick, I love them. I agree with it. They're great at their jobs. They're great at what they do. But if you think that they're a better better and gambler than I am when it comes to sports, you are tripping. If you go look at their records, come back to me, tweet us and say, God damn, I didn't know Tony Dungy was sub 500, you know? So, uh... Yeah, man. Like I said, Chad is positive, too. So what do you want to hop in with that and uh, add on? Because we make money over here. We don't give you guys bad picks and we put our money where our mouth is. Always put our money where our mouth is, bro. We're, we're never losing on it. If we go down, we're coming back. All right. That's all you need to know. And it's, it's just, I don't know. It's just second nature for us. That's Mr. Free Money over there. Yes, sir, bro. free money. Cha-ching. Put that, put that in there. Take that to the bank. Yes, sir. So with that being said, let's segue into the week 17 recap. And let's just start out with America's team. Let's get them out the way first. The Dallas Cowboys, man. I forgot. I, I threw down a 50 to win 50 even odds before the season began on Cowboys to win the NFC East. I totally forgot about it. Checked my book, Open Bets, today and saw that. And I was forced to root for the Cowboys, which is uh, the worst position that I thought I would ever have to be in. You know, what can go wrong will go wrong, as Stephen A would always say. But let me just throw this to you first, Blake. How do you feel about the Cowboys and uh, their squandered opportunity? And if they won, then uh, it wouldn't have mattered, really. I mean, Washington still got it done, uh, even though that game was shit. But, uh, I mean, yeah, the Cowboys – and the Giants, neither neither of them deserved to be in the playoffs, and either of them would have gotten would have gotten whacked around by Tampa in the first round. Yeah, I'd agree oh. with that. Um, I'd have to. We're going to talk about the Eagles a little later, but just to add on to what you said, I get it. They should have done better in the season, but uh, let's throw this to Aaron. What do you want to talk about, Aaron? The uh, the Cowboys, I think if Dak is healthy the whole season, I think they won this division like running away with it. I think they probably end up nine and seven or something, which is huge improvement on what the rest of the division did. 
Uh, I think that early injury that really that killed him because they were looking pretty good before he got hurt. They had a promising season coming up, and that just that hurt a lot to lose him like that. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Would, yeah, you go. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. Um, I think that losing Dak was huge for that team, and I just don't understand the Cowboys, man. Like, there's just so much talent on that roster, and they're so bad for no reason. Like, they I, I fired- think that shows how important a quarterback is. I think that shows that the quarterback is by far the most important position on the field. You cannot even with Dak, they are not that good. Even uh, with Dak, I agree. Though, they be I agree. I agree. They would have been for sure top of the uh, NFC East. No, the Cowboys show how important coaching is in the NFL. Um, you have three very good wide receivers. Andy Dalton has a lot of experience. He's a competent quarterback, and you have Zeke in the backfield. Uh, they're coached poorly, and that's, that's where wins and losses come down. Of course, the quarterback is huge, but poor coaching is not going to get you anywhere. Yeah, I just got to agree with Blake there, man. I mean, it's a little bit of everything, man. They kind of kill themselves in all aspects of the game. Uh, there's a clip of Jalen Smith trying to talk shit to the uh, New York Giants center. And he was just pushing him and just like being a bitch. Like, Doc, we know that you don't really want to fight him. You're just kind of trying to rile your team up and it wasn't working. Also, Mike McCarthy doesn't give these players any juice, doesn't give them any motivation when they run out onto a football field. He's a dud of a coach. They have a video of him slamming a watermelon on the floor. And that was the biggest contribution he had the entire season of rallying the troops. I think that uh, Jason Garrett in New York went back to his apartment, went back to his Skyloft condo in New York and was sipping on a glass of wine with his wife saying, yo, it wasn't me, you know? It, it really wasn't me. So that's my takeaway from the Cowboys. But let's segue to the Eagles and let's segue to the Cooking Hot Ass Awards. This is a new weekly segment we're plugging into here. We're going to see what player, what coach, what staff, did something that deserves cooking hot ass. It originated from Russell Wilson just saying, everyone said, let Russ cook, let Russ cook. And then he promptly had the most interceptions three weeks later. So that's where it derived from. But the first candidate is Doug Peterson, the cooking hot ass award. You take out your quarterback when you're down three and you went for it on fourth and four, fourth and goal, and you didn't get it. Terrible. I get their plan for uh, for their draft stock, but someone weigh in here. Let's uh, start with you, Cam. Um, I would say I do agree with uh, Doug Peterson loves to go in for it on fourth and goal and fourth down. He's one of the highest coaches in the league in doing that. And I do agree with that call a majority of the time, but last night was one of the most obvious tank jobs I think I've ever seen in my life. Like taking out Jalen Hurts when like your, your team is still within a touchdown, like it was a very winnable game for them. And like, as, as we were talking about earlier, like, I just, I don't think he's doing that in, in a stadium full of Philly fans. Like they're not letting that happen. And like, I just, I don't understand why he decided to make his team lose. It's not like he's not like he's going to move up that high in the draft. Like they better, they better take a wide receiver this year to give that team some help, at least give him another option. Cause Jalen Rager is not as good and he, they could have had Justin Jefferson or plenty of other wide receivers. And like the Eagles are just such a poorly run organization. I just think it's time for Doug Peterson to get moved on. Yeah. Uh, to add on to that, man, if you're an Eagles fan, would you not want to see the draft pick that you picked in the first round? Do you not want to see him, how he can play under pressure in a pressure situation? 
Uh, you know, when the marbles are on the field and like you, it's a, it's a winnable game. Washington was trying that not trying to lose it, but things weren't going their way. You know, um, the Eagles had that game until not Nate Setfield. I don't even know the nigga's name, but he was hot ass too, man. So that's my takeaway. Chad, how do you feel about the Eagles, man? I just turned on the game uh, a little late. Uh, and I just saw this guy, Nate Sudfeld, I believe his name is. Um, and they kept showing Jalen Hurts on the sideline just every few minutes on the TV. And I, they didn't say anything about him being hurt or anything. And I was like, what, the, like, what are they doing? Like, you know, and then, then they went put on that fourth down. It was just a mess. And it was not fun to watch. And um, it was just not primetime television. It's not what you want. Yeah, if you were NBC, you got to be upset with the NFL right there. You got to say, hey, you know what? We paid a lot for this last game of the season, and we won, and we got the primetime game, and it's supposed to be everybody's watching it, the last game of the NFL season. It's supposed to be a doozy of a game, and then you just have a coach quit on his players and his team. Like, that's that's what happened. I, there's an interview of uh, Jason Kelsey a couple weeks back, and he was talking about – why he doesn't agree with tanking, why he doesn't think that moving four draft spots up is enough for the whole team to not give their whole effort. And then Doug Peterson does that. So uh, I don't know what players in that locker room truly want to come back and play for a coach that just gave up on them. Uh, Blake, you want to weigh, on, weigh in on yeah, that? Yeah, only the last thing I have to add is, so whatever, they went from up to six from nine, I guess, with that loss, draft a spot. Whoever they pick, they better fucking hit. He needs to be a superstar. Because if you're going to quit on the last game of the season to secure a better draft pick, it better be some type of game-changing player. Bro, if the Eagles do not take Jamar Chase or Devontae Smith or Jalen Waddle, any of those three is better than the entire wide receiver core they already have. If, with the exception of like – Actually, nobody. I mean, all their wide receivers are old and washed. So I just Zach Ertz wants out too. Like they've he's been fighting with the their organization's contract all year long. Like that's why he doesn't get as many targets as he wants because Doug Peterson schemes the offense away from him. And like it's just such a poorly run system. Like please take a decent wide receiver and give my man Jalen Hurts some help. Yeah, man. Uh, let me say this thing very quickly, and then I want to hear your answer, and then what you want to say, Aaron. Kind of what Cam said. If there were 60,000 fans in that stadium, does Doug Peterson still take out Jalen Hurts? If you have really drunk fans and it's the third quarter and you're down three and they're saying, we have the opportunity, right, to knock out the Washington team and really say, hey, our quarterback could be a quarterback of the future because clearly they've given up on Carson Wentz. That doesn't happen if you have Philly fans in the stadium. Let me hear if you guys think that's true and then what you have to say, Aaron. I think they still do. I think the game goes exactly as it went. Because, um, I mean, even in the pregame, uh, like his press conference or whatever, Peterson had said that he's going to give Sudfeld some reps in the second half. He wants to see what he has in him. He said, the season's over. We can't make the playoffs. If we win, the Giants make the playoffs. We hate the Giants. We don't want that. And, I mean, if this game happens at a 1 o'clock or a 4 o'clock, no one's talking about it today. No one's talking about it. But that's I mean, the thing. It's... It wasn't a one o'clock. It wasn't a four o'clock. NBC paid a certain amount of money to get the primetime game from CBS, from but, but all but the I other networks. That's... So what I'm saying is Doug Peterson, like you said, 
how he came out earlier and said that Sudfeld was going to get reps. He did that knowing there were going to be no fans in the stadium to criticize his move. If there are 60,000 fans, you think Philly fans boo their team. They throw stuff on the field. You don't think you pull out your starting quarterback and you put him in in a game that tough and there's drunk fans not throwing beer cans on the field. I'm saying it would have gotten very rowdy in that stadium. I still think they do it because I don't think this was Peterson's call. I think this came from up top. I think this came from the ownership, from the GM, because they're not – they don't care about this game. They don't, they don't care about the fans right now. They want to get that better draft pick. I don't think this is Peterson's fault at all. He's the fall man for it, obviously, but I don't think it's 100% on him. Well, why Nate? That's my question. Why do they give a fuck what Nate can do? They already have Jalen Hurts. They have a guy named Carson Wentz on their team, if, they, if you're forgetting. Like, they have quarterbacks. They don't need to see what this guy needs to do, and they definitely don't need to do it when they're within reach of winning. I, I disagree. I think this was the perfect time to do it because we don't know what we have in Hurts. He has not not a big enough sample yet. We know what we have in Wentz, and we that's know he's terrible. That's why you let him terrible. play. That's how you get the sample. But it, it, it's, it's one half of football. I, I am not mad at this decision at all. They went for it on fourth and four and didn't get it. They had they could have tied it at 17. Don't you understand? That's what you want to know. You want to that see in the last ball. game yeah. of the season. You want to go know in the last game of the season, does this QB we drafted in the first round? This wasn't a fifth round flyer. They took him in the first round. Do we believe in him? That's, that's the that's game that cost. he shows you. Listen, and that's I don't think that three fallacy. picks is enough. Draft pick? Where you're drafted does not matter after draft night. After draft night, you're a player. I don't care where you're drafted. You're a member of the football team. That's just – that's sunk cost. You can't say, oh, this guy was first round, so we got to give him more reps. If you have someone – that's why the Dak and Wentz battle went so long. People saying, oh, Wentz is better than Dak, when he clearly never was. It was only because of the draft position. That's why Leonard Fournette has been super average most of his career, and people still love the guy because his draft position – you can't look at draft position after draft night. You got to look at them as a player objectively and what they can do. Objectively as a player, I saw things from Jalen Hurts that showed promise. Objectively. Objectively, I saw him on Sunday night primetime in the first half keep up with the Washington football team with a great pass rush and Chase Young, who's going to win rookie of the year, defensive rookie of the year, right? I wanted to know if he had the stones. Doug Peterson robbed the Eagles franchise from that. But let's not hold on to that game too long. Let's keep on moving because there were so many more good games. And like that, let's talk about the Titans-Texans game. Holy shit, guys. I was watching that game, and I had Titans in one of my parlays. And I was like, okay, Titans are up 15. Cool. Deshaun, two snaps to the finger. They're right back in the game, man. And then the ending of that where Tannehill just – throws like a 60-yard bomb to A.J., puts him in field goal position immediately. Derrick Henry hits 2K. He's the eighth player of all time. And we're going to get into this game a little bit. Yeah. Uh, how do we feel about that game? Cam, before we go, and then we'll go to Aaron. Well, we all, we all love the Titans. And uh, Derrick Henry, obviously, absolute tank. 2,000 yards in a season is a very rare accomplishment. And he's definitely a Hall of Famer. But um, I just want, we need to free to, free Deshaun, bro. That guy, I know, I know you don't care about him. It is his fault for re-signing. But like, 
that man, I feel so bad for him, bro. He led the NFL in passing yards, and he is trapped on that shit-ass team with literally no help. Like, he literally does everything. He literally hikes. If you watch the Texans play, he hikes the ball, and immediately there's five dudes in his face, and he's running for his life every single play with no wide receivers open, and he has to just make something out of nothing every single time. That dude is beyond legit. He's, he's, a, I hate, he's a top five quarterback in the league arguably top three but I just like I just hate to see him getting his career wasted in Houston yeah I mean it kind of is Deshaun's fault because he's the one that signed the extension there but he is an an awesome quarterback I'd love to see him go somewhere where he can compete and it's it's so hard to watch man that offensive line is a crime against humanity I cannot believe they run that out there every Sunday Um, but the tech or the Titans this should have been a blowout. It should have been a blowout. They kept trying to force feed Derek, get him to 2K instead of playing their game, play actions, mixing it up. And it almost cost them big time because they had two straight terrible possessions. And then Deshaun came back with two touchdowns. Next thing you know, it's tied up. It's, it was a mess. Um, they would have let Tannehill keep cooking. I think that game ends a lot sooner. I think it's more like 38-17. Tannehill played awesome again last night, showing that he is the best player on the Titans. And I want to uh, read some, some stats here for you. So this season, uh, just uh, football stats analytics is called uh, expected points added. So essentially, wherever you are on the field, you have a value of how many points you're expected to score this drive. Uh, say, for example, you're at the one-yard line. It's first and goal. Your expected points for that drive is right around six because you're, you're going to get the touchdown, you know, easy. Say you're all the way back at your own one. Got the whole field to go, not much time. Your expected points is closer to zero. So it varies throughout the field. And uh, each player gets credit for the points they add throughout the drive, right? Uh, so Derrick Henry, awesome this season. One of the best running back seasons of all time. One of the best running back seasons ever. His expected points added was 31 this season on his rushing attempts. Ryan Tannehill's on his dropbacks was 166. So while Derrick Henry is an elite running back, one of the best ever. I still think it's pretty clear that QB is most important position. Tannehill is elite. Tannehill is one of the most efficient passers in the league. He is the star of this team, not Derrick Henry. I know Henry gets the media attention. Everyone loves running backs, but running backs are just not as efficient as quarterbacks, no matter how good the running back is. It's, it's never going to happen, except for maybe – okay. Last year, CMC and uh, Bridgewater, they, they were about the same efficiency, but that's extremely rare. All right, Aaron, thank you for that terrible monologue on why Derrick Henry isn't a freaking monster. <laughs> but, um, I said he's elite. We, we he's got, an elite we got running mute. back. I wish we could as mute. Elite as a running back can be. I wish we could but mute. But still not as valuable as a good quarterback. Okay. I just well, don't understand why you've been fighting this for the past month and a half. Every game, day, every game day we go through this. There's exactly one game this year where Derrick Henry had more expected points added than Ryan Tannehill. One. One game. Okay, let's just move on, I feel like, because this is the everyone skipped past this or well, one, well, actually one one last thing about that game. Um Derrick Henry, Ryan Tannehill, all that on the offensive side of the ball. But that defense is fucking bad. Um especially on third down. And when they get into the playoffs, I, I don't know, like they haven't really been able to I think they've given up like over thirty points in four of their last five. Um, so if they're going to make any noise, they are going to have to play better defense 
And trust me, I hope they don't. I hope the Ravens fucking walk all over them. But we'll see. Yeah, let me get this last word in right quick, man. Um, you're tripping. Uh, let me just read you the stat, man. Tannehill went 18 for 27 for 216 and a touchdown, right? So you're saying if they made Tannehill throw more, the game would have been over quicker. Yeah, Monica I mean, Henry went for 34 for 250 and two TDs. I don't want to hear it. That's raps. That's raps, bro. He went for 250 to catch 2K. This guy is going to be a Hall of Famer. Tannehill not is not. not. I'm not this, say, that's okay. my point. Tannehill's not going to be a Hall of Famer. Derrick Henry will be a Hall of Famer. But the quarterback is just so much more valuable than a running back. That well, that's why the quarterback's the quarterback, more valuable. But having an elite running back like that, that literally scares the shit. It's kind of almost like Lamar being able to run the ball. The defense is so fucking really? scared that mm. they're forced to play their defense on their heels. Okay, well then how come when Henry was off the field, Tannehill had a, uh, a higher EPA per play than when he was on the field? He literally was more efficient with Henry off the field than with him on the field. Because it's a pass play and not a run play, dumbass. <laughs> The point is that yeah, they're so scared like, of Henry. If they, they know it's coming, they're not no, scared of Henry. No, they know it's we coming. Ain't, we ain't going to go into this rabbit hole again. We talked about a Hall of Famer. His name is Derrick Henry. Another yeah, Hall of Famer I'm we're talking about. You. Another Hall of Famer we're going to talk about is Aaron Donald on the Los Angeles Rams. When I was looking at that bet, I was saying Cardinals versus Rams. They say Kyler will be good. All right. And this guy named Wofford, who was had a LinkedIn account two weeks ago talking about his financial accounting and wanted to get into sports marketing and all this. Like, I don't even know what he said he wanted to do. And then he comes in the game and I'm saying, okay, uh, I kind of I kind of want to go with the Cardinals. But then I was listening to podcasts over the week and I and, and I came to the conclusion where Jared Goff isn't that good the drop-off from Goff isn't going to be as huge as some people would say it is. I'm going to bet on Aaron Donald and Sean McVay. That's who I bet on. And, hey, that defense showed up. Jalen Ramsey showed up. It was a great game, but uh, the Cardinals had a shit second half of the season. Oh, my goodness. After the Hail Murray, everything else kind of just flatlined. So uh, how do we feel about that game? Let me start with you camp and then chad as much as i hate to admit it the cardinals were one of my biggest l's of the nfl season i expected them to be way better than they were and they had the talent on their roster to do it so i mean i i is it cliff kingsbury like i mean I, what's wrong with that team i i'm not really sure but i really expected them to be better like everybody was on the mvp for murray talk like he even trademarked hell or hail murray like shut up bro like maybe focus on winning your football games first but i was just real disappointed with that team bro like the addition of deandre hopkins you think would be enough to at least get him into the playoffs but like I mean, at least my Bears got in because of their mess up. So, I mean, I'm not, I'm not too upset about that game, but I should expect it better from them. And I think I think Kyler will uh, improve again and be, and be better than he was this season. But I, I hope they can really take the next step and be better because I really love watching him play. He's really entertaining. I'm going to have to agree with Cam uh, completely in the fact that Arizona let me down this year. Um, if you would have asked me this in the beginning of the season, I would have thought that, you know, D-Hop, I mean, they, they finished 8-8, eight and eight, which isn't terrible. But, like, as you can see, my 10-6 Dolphins, it's just not enough. You got to be better. And, um, uh, yeah, they just, just disappointed me. But the L uh, – t- 
to the Rams doesn't mean shit for the Rams because the Rams are just so um, just so up and down. They're going to get eliminated first game of the playoffs, no doubt. Yeah, so the Rams, they didn't show that much. They did show that they could beat the Cardinals, uh, divisional opponent. And let's just keep rolling through these Week 17 matchups. Hop on to the uh, Bucks falcons game real quick. Kind of scary. Mike Evans goes down. He gets carted back. But uh, the Bucks still won that game. Godwin looked good. A.B. got looked good. Uh, Brady gave him four shovel passes to hit his incentive. You know, so Brady's being the boy. Uh, I think Aaron Rodgers did that too, and Russell Wilson. Uh, so all the quarterbacks trying to get their players money, try to hop on that bag. You got to love to see it. So uh, how do you feel about that game, Chad? And then we'll go to Blake. I just want to speak real quick just because I was rooting for the Falcons just to go up just so they can choke it again uh, because it was a close game up until that fourth. And that's what it really it gets me excited about this Tampa Bay team is when Tom, uh, Tampa Bay, <laughs> Tampa, uh, Tom Brady turns it on. He turns it on. They scored 21 points just in the fourth in that game. So that just shows their potential. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Tom's heating up at the right time. Um, they're looking dangerous. And just so cool to see all the old guys in the NFC um, and then kind of the young guns in the AFC, both very competitive in their own way. Um, but let's see if Tom can go up to Lambeau and get it done. Yeah, so for the last game, before we hop on to the playoff schedule, uh, talk about the Packers-Bears a little bit because the Bears and Packers both got in. Uh, it's kind of funny because the Bears players and stuff were seeing the Cardinals score, and they were like, oh, those niggas took an L. So we don't really have to go 100% because we clinched and we're not going to win the division, you know? So we're still going to go on the road uh, wherever we go. So the Packers got the job done, and what that means is the road to the Super Bowl and the NFC goes through Lambeau. That's going to be interesting to watch. Uh, how do we feel about that game, Cam? Uh, and then we'll go to Chad, and then after that, we'll segue into the playoff schedule. It is interesting. I, I did not know that uh, Aaron Rodgers has never had home field advantage like this in the playoffs, so I think that's a big advantage having having everybody have to come to Lambeau, but I'm, I'm really not that worried because, like, people, like, I mean, the Bears are not going to win at all, unfortunately. They, if, if Once they figured out that they were already in the playoffs, they literally just stopped throwing the ball and were just running out the clock at that point. But uh, Brady's also is just not afraid of the cold weather. That dude's been playing in the winter for years. So, like, having the having the NFC run through Lambeau is definitely going to be a challenge for the warmer teams. But because it's going to be playing in January in Lambeau Field is uh, definitely a challenge when it's freezing cold and snowing and you can't catch the ball. But I don't think it's going to be that big of an advantage for, uh, for the NFC because there's a lot of these teams that are well-experienced in playing in the cold, especially Chicago. So, We'll see. I'm happy they got in the playoffs, though, but bear down, baby. Let's go. Yeah, Bears aren't lasting. I think we all know that. They're going to be gone immediately. Um, and the Packers field advantage. I don't know. I'm just really excited to see Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers go at it again, especially in a, in a playoff uh, setting, uh, just because last time wasn't pretty for, for my boy Aaron, and Aaron has been popping. All, I mean, he's going to be MVP, so he has everything to prove, you know? So, I don't know. I'm, I'm really excited for these playoffs. Yeah, so with that being said, we are going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back to discuss uh, these playoff matchups. 
Man, uh, the playoffs are set. We are going to go through these game by game. I cannot wait for next week. It's going to be dope. And we're going to go in chronological order. So three games on Saturday. First game, the 1 o'clock game on Saturday, will be the AFC number seven seeded Colts versus the number two seed Bills. At 1 o'clock, like I said again, Blake, let's hear your take on that game. What do you think is going to happen? Uh, Bills money line, I think is a lock. They look really good right now. The Colts defense has been getting worse, which was their strong point of that team. Um, I don't trust Phillip Rivers. And I mean, I was wishing for the Titans to lose to the Texans in the beginning because then we would have, the Ravens would have got the Colts instead. Um, but yeah, Bills money line lock. Bills money line lock. Uh, I don't even know what the spreads are for these games, but uh, Chad, what's your take on these games? And then Cam, weigh in on them. I, I know I said the Colts are contenders, and I completely take that back. Um, I, the Bills are going to win this game. Uh, I think the Bills are the contenders in this case. And um, uh, it, it's not going to be close. But uh, I'm excited. Just checked. Bills minus six and a half is the spread. Yeah, I like touchdown. that. Bills always cover. Always cover. Yeah, I, I agree with you guys. I like the Bills in this one. I, I think if you buy it, I think you buy it down to like five and a half, and they're definitely going to cover that spread. But that defense needs a little more respect too. That Buffalo defense has been balling recently. They look they look very good. Stephon Diggs is uh, blowing up. He led, led the NFL in receiving yards. And he's receptions. Also, and receptions. And he's leading the NFL in yards against single coverage which is a huge advantage in the playoffs so i liked i like what i'm seeing from josh allen in this offense and uh if i'm lamar jackson those ravens after that i'm getting a little nervous if i ever run into them all right blake that's a that's a shot at you what you want to respond with um i mean shit i hope we get to see them play it'd be a really good game um but i don't think anyone wants to see us right now bro the way we're running the football but we'll get into that aaron what's your take on this one uh well the Colts have no chance. Colts have no chance. I mean it's gonna be Bills by a mile. I think they proved it. I mean, the Bills are they're cooking right now. They're looking awesome. Offense running on all cylinders. Defense hasn't been awesome, but I don't think they're gonna need it. I don't think they will. I think it's gonna be a blowout. I think it won't be particularly close. It'll be over by the middle of the third quarter probably. Yeah, I'm very interested. Uh, they put this game at 1 o'clock because it seems like they have the same conclusion as we do, that this game might not be the most interesting game for a Saturday to watch. So let's make it the early game and uh, let's stick the primetime ones to make it a little better. But, uh, yeah, like I like you said there, man, the Bills, Josh Allen, they look like they're ready to take that leap. It's going to be very interesting to see if uh, the regular season accomplishments can translate into the postseason. And with that being said, let's talk about the Rams-Seahawks at 4.40 p.m. Now, these teams have played. I think they split the they split the season series. Rams got one. The Seahawks got the other. How do we feel about this game, man? Because these teams know each other all too well. Cam, start well, off. Well, first thing I'd like to say is uh, the spread right now, they got Seattle at minus four and a half. But uh, honestly... I don't trust Russ. He cooks up hot ass. And I this Rams team is legit, bro. Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald, that's a scary duo in that defensive end. And I understand that, like, I don't, I don't really trust Jared Goff either, though. That's the problem. So what it really comes down to is can Jared Goff beat, like, 
not fuck up enough to let this team win. Like that's what, that's what he has to do. Like he doesn't have to win the game. He just has to not make them lose. Sean McVay is going to have a great game plan. Like he always does. Cause he's one of the best coaches in the league. And I'm, this is going to be an ex- super exciting. As, as you said earlier, they've already played twice this year. So like they know each other extremely well and they both know what the other team is trying to run. And I'm excited to see this matchup. It's going to be a, it's going to be a firefight. It's going to be fun to watch, but I'm, I kind of, I kind of like the Rams. I hate to say it, but like, I I don't trust, I don't trust Russ. Well, one thing that shouldn't go unnoticed is Goff might not even play in this game. Um, He's still like questionable. I think he broke his thumb or somehow fucked up his thumb. I don't know. Is it his throwing hand? Yeah, it is his throwing hand, I believe. Um, I don't know if he's going to play. And I don't know. I mean, like, yeah, Russ has his terrible moments, but he's still Russell Wilson. He's still a really good quarterback. And I think that the playoff, I think that his experience just gets them this one. Close game, though, but I like Seattle. Yeah, I say it's like a 50-50 game, just like you. Um, but if, if, even if, if I had a healthy Jared Goff, I would pick Russ every single time. So I, I take Seattle. Um, it could be close, but Seattle. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm going to take Seattle also. Uh, sorry to interject real quick. It's just that I like Russ, but if I'm going to put a bet down, I'm not betting on the game. I'm doing a player prop, and I'm doing Russ interceptions over half. And I'm oh, I'm not betting. It. I'm slamming it. I'm absolutely slamming an interception. He's going he's gonna to fuck up somehow. I think it's going to be a close game. Uh, I think Seattle's going to scrape away with it somehow, honestly. That defense is nothing to joke with. I know Russ is good, but when you got Aaron Donald coming after you and Michael Brockers and all these guys, it don't matter how good you are. Uh, and then you throw in it to someone who is getting covered by the number one, number two cornerback in the league. So it's going to be a good matchup. Uh, what you want to add on to that, Aaron? I think uh, Russ has proven to us at this point that he has the ability to make deep playoff runs and put the team on his back. He's done it a lot of times, feels like they make a deep run every year. And I think he, he continues that streak. I don't think the Rams have what it takes on offense to be able to score enough to beat the Seahawks. I mean, I don't know about deep runs every year. He Let's not forget that Russ started out as a system QB where the Legion of Boom was carrying them to those Super Bowls. Uh, he still did enough to get them there. I get you, but the defense was carried, was carrying that team. And then you talk about last year, it wasn't really deep. They beat the NFC East Eagles, you know, when Josh McCown came in and he tore his ACL and MCL during the game. Like, I feel so bad for him. And uh, and they just scraped it out because DK got that crazy catch and then just like, you know, pointed for the first down like he was a badass. Like, nah, you scraped by the Eagles. And then the Packers promptly beat them after that. So I don't think it's a guarantee at all, man. I think uh, the Rams have a chance, but I'm going to go with the Seahawks. Uh, But let's keep moving on to the night game. Buccaneers, Washington. Somehow the Washington football team will be hosting a playoff game. It baffles me as much as it may baffle you. But Tampa, Tampa, Tom, I'm fucking up just like you, Chad. Tom Brady is going to Washington, and I think he's going to – He's going to put on a clinic in Washington. How do you guys feel about that? I think this is going to be a blowout. I think it's going to be about 45 to 17. Brady's going to throw for four touchdowns. It's not going to be close. I mean, look what the Bucks' offense has been doing lately. The defense has been playing well, too, coming up big. And this Washington team, let's be honest, they're not very good. They're not a very good team. They got an okay defense. They got a subpar offense. It's not going to be a close game. No way. 
I don't know if you heard but, uh, or saw the video of Chase Young saying, Tom Brady, Tom Brady, I'm coming for you. And you know what that means? Absolutely nothing. Because Tom Brady is in playoff mode, and it's time for him to get an easy dub against the uh, Washington football team. That's just fire and fuel for Tom Brady, bro. He's seeing that, and he's just licking his chops over there, knowing he's just going to dice up this defense. Um, it's an eight-and-a-half-point spread, if anybody hasn't looked at it yet, towards Tampa. <clears throat> But I do think this. I do think it's going to be a little closer than uh, some people expect because I mean that defense is a little better than subpar. I mean Chase Young is a legitimate talent. That uh, the rest of the defensive line is good, and it is it is valuable to note that Devin White has been officially ruled out for that game, which is a huge loss for the Tampa defense because he's a key player on that uh, part of that linebacking core. I do think uh, Tampa Bay will uh, will get the W there and pull it out and move on to the next round. But I don't think it will be as big of a blowout as some may think. Yeah, Cam, I agree. I mean, the truth, I, I think that it's Tom Brady in the playoffs. They're going to win the game. But this is a bad matchup for them. You do not run the football at all. And you're just going to let Chase Young and five first-round picks rush Tom Brady every single play like that and they have a pretty good back end like it's really not a good matchup for them if Alex Smith can have like his career game and and you know be smart with the football like he usually is this game could be a lot closer than people think I, I gotta disagree with you there because they might get some pressure on the Bucks for sure but when you're throwing an AB Mike Evans he's, he's, he said he's coming back I don't know if he will but he says he is Godwin great Gronk, Scotty Miller, there's someone open every single play. And you can't cover all those guys at once. It's not possible. They're all elite pass catchers. I don't think the pressure is going to matter that much because Brady's going to be able to get it out, get it to his guys on time. Yeah, a couple of things, man. I don't think we can judge Chase Young as just a rookie at this point, man. That guy is a player. He's not a rookie. This guy is a captain on that team. He galvanizes the troops on the sidelines, walking up and down, offense or defense. He's talking to everybody, talking to staff. And the last thing I want to say before Cam takes it is how many times in the past have we seen people talk shit to Brady and it consequently bite them in the ass? When the Jaguars were playing them in the AFC Championship, remember Jalen Ramsey said, when we come back, we'll be going to the Super Bowl. They missed the Super Bowl. How many times have the Pittsburgh Steelers talked trash before a game, AFC Championship, Steelers, Patriots, and it didn't work out for them? The worst thing you could do is talk shit to the GOATs. I'm telling them you're going to lose. The Washington football team will lose. I don't know by how much. But uh, like Blake said, though, I will concede it will be a little closer than people may think because you're not going to be running the ball that well. And like he said, five first rounders, we know Brady's not good at scrambling. We know that when he's under pressure, he's not going to want to take that hit. He'll just throw the ball away. So it's going to be a test for Brady also, man. What can you do when you have a storm coming at you every single play? Uh, Cam, what do you want to add on? I just want to say Brady is one of the best in the league at knowing when to throw the ball away to avoid the sacks and not lose yards. He's, he really excels in that category always has, but as you were just saying, like you can't talk trash to the goat, especially a guy who still look at, who still looks at himself as draft pick 199. I mean, it's hard to, it's, he's still, he's still playing with that chip on his shoulder every single game. But again, he does have that many first rounders coming at him with that defensive line, which is the truth. And Chase Young is a legitimate superstar at this point. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm tired of people talking about him like he's a rookie. But 
Brady does struggle when the pocket breaks down and collapses and he doesn't have time to make the throws he wants. So there, there could be a couple three and outs coming in that play. They could go down, but it's going to take a career game from Alex Smith to even come close. And I just, I don't know if he's going to be able to do that. So we'll see. Yeah, man. Saturday is those three games are action packed. They're going to be good ones. I'll be watching. But uh, Sunday, just as good. I'm kind of mad at the NFL scheduling. Why would you put Ravens Titans at one? That's the storylines in that game is great. You got Derrick Henry just rushed for 2K. Tannehill's balling like Aaron was alluding to earlier. Then you have the Ravens. Lamar wants revenge. Then the Titans beat them earlier this season also. Just the storylines are just busting out the ass, man. Like, why don't you make that at least a four o'clock? I get it. Steelers-Browns may have to be the late game. You know, that's just going to – for the ratings – but uh, let's talk about that Ravens-Titans game, man. Does Lamar get revenge? I'll start with you, Blake, uh, and then I'll weigh in. Um, so I'm a little bit scared for sure. Derrick Henry scares the shit out of me. But we lost earlier in the year. We didn't have Calais and Brandon Williams, which is pretty big. And I think that the way we're running the football right now and the way Lamar is playing – it just it's just brutal for any defense to defend, especially the way Dobbins has so much more juice than Mark Ingram. Um, I think we get it done. We were up by eleven in that game earlier in the in the in the middle of the year, and the defense broke down. Lamar stopped scoring points, but good ass game. We'll see. Yeah, Marcus Peters, Deshaun Elliott, Marlon Humphrey, Chuck Clark, they're all siblings. And their father, AJ Brown. He broke like six tackles in a row and ran into the end zone, man. Like that guy is something else. Uh, but Cam and then Aaron, what do you feel about this game? Blake, I'd be shaking in my boots if I'm you. Because uh, trying to stop Derrick Henry is definitely going to be a challenge. But you guys have the defense to do it. You guys are pretty good at stopping the run when you want to. So we'll, we'll see if you can drop the game plan to try to slow him down and force Tannehill to throw against that secondary with Martin Humphreys and uh, Peters back there. And hopefully one of them will create a couple turnovers and help the guys out. I mean, I honestly can't tell you who's going to win. It, it just depends on whether or not Lamar is going to show up or not. So we haven't seen him show up in big games before. So this is his time to make, prove us wrong. I hate this, that big that big game statement because it's a bunch of bullshit. But playoffs, uh, I'll give you playoffs. Yeah, which so big, games, the Browns, big games are the in the playoffs. Game, that's, that's a big game. Yeah, he's okay. two. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Which is playoffs. But he's coming. He's coming. I'm telling you, Lamar about to he about to cook cook that defense. Yeah, this is the game I'm most looking forward to this week. I'm really excited for it. I agree. Uh, this I is a huge be, game. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it's going to be the best game of the Sunday slate, honestly. Or maybe the whole, maybe so, the whole Saturday weekend. and Sunday. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but I think the Ravens get it done. I think it's really close. Justin Tucker hits a game winner with a minute left. I think it's one of those kind of games. Classic playoff football. I think Lamar kind of breaks out of his playoff shell a little bit. And, uh, yeah, I think it's going to be a great one. Hey, man, I'd love to see it. I would absolutely love to see it. That would take that stain, wretched stain off that uh, Lamar Jackson uh, career right now. But, uh, Cam, what do you want to say? Then let's move on to the next game. Sorry, there's just some NFL breaking news. If you guys are curious, Josh Jacobs on the Raiders just got arrested for a DUI in uh, Vegas. So uh, that's interesting. I mean, the season's over. He's like, he's, fuck, he, we missed he the was dri- He was driving home from the strip club way too fucked up last yeah, night. That's probably what it was. Honestly, dude, you know all these NFL players after the season, they don't have to worry about COVID protocols anymore. You know, like, he, nah, crashes, like, he crashed his car in a tunnel. Oh, no. Oh, man. Hope he's okay. Yeah, absolutely. 
Uh, but let's move on to the 440 game. It's going to be the Bears, number seven seed, versus the number two Saints. Hot take coming. Bears win this game, man. The Bears will win this game. That's what I think. Uh, every single year in the playoffs, there's always a team that wins that shouldn't win. I think this is that team. Uh, Cam, since you're a Bears fan, duh, Bears, you weigh in, and then let's hear what Chad has to say. There's uh, one of these bets that I'm definitely going to make in the uh, in, in these first round of games, though. The Bears plus 10, bro. Like, you got to be – that. our defense is good enough to slow down Drew Brees and keep the pressure on them. You can't run the ball against Khalil Mack and Roquan Smith and Akeem Hicks, bro. We got that – we're good at stopping the run. If you look at our games against Dalvin Cook, he had 35 yards against us. Like, we, we can slow him down and – I don't know if we're going to – I would love to see us win the game, but I just – I don't have enough faith in Mitch from watching him throw picks all year long. So, the Saints, though, always find a way to blow it in the playoffs. So, they, they, they could lose. We got to see how healthy Drew Brees really is. They, they, Taysom Hill was playing a lot last week, but they could have just been resting him. But, honestly, I feel like the Saints are going to pull it out in a close one just because Mitch Magic's just not going to get it done. But I do think they will cover that 10-point spread. I do agree with it being close, but I think this is one of those games that you just don't turn on until the fourth quarter. I think it's going to be a very boring game to watch and just not really that enjoyable, uh, of course, until the end. But, um, yeah, it could go – I think the Saints definitely – I think the Saints win it, but I will say Bears definitely could cover that 10-point spread. Um, There's a chance they pull it through and and advance, but um, I think the Saints get it. Yo, so a couple things, man. Uh, one of the funniest things when I watch football is seeing Drew Brees wind up and the announcers saying, oh, Drew Brees is looking deep. And it's like a 15-yard out route because he just has to put so much behind those throws, man. Uh, yeah, what do you want to say real quick? I agree with that. And that's that's got to be our game plan, too. We've got we've to keep the score low. We've got to keep it within, like, it's got to be, like, 25, 28, like, around there, max, or because, like, honestly, we just we will not be able to score enough points to keep up with them if we let Alvin Kamara start going nuts. So, I'm, I think, though, I think our defense can get the job done. It's got to be a close game because the Chicago field goal team can only uh, get us so far. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, man. Here's the thing. You guys played them earlier in the season they beat you guys 26 to 23 in ot so they won by a field goal that's what that means uh you know drew Brees had a pretty good game 31 of 41 for 280 and two tubs camara was held kind of in check from the rushing perspective he had 12 for 67 but receiving he had nine for 96 and um, what do you want to weigh in I was, yeah, I was actually, I remember that game pretty well because if I remember the spread was Saints minus three and I bought the half point on the Bears. So I had the Bears plus three and a half and they lost by that field goal in OT, which was, which was brutal, but at least I made the loss a little better, a little better. Yeah. You always got to buy that half point on those bets. But again, as we were saying, like they've got to, we've, we, we do know how to stop Kamara. So we've, we've got to keep him in check and not let him run wild. And that's got to be our game plan. Yeah, Maga Drew can't let Kamara start winding up because if Kamara starts going, Maga Drew is going to start sending these slants to Michael Thomas like it's no one's business, you know? So uh, I'm rooting for the Bears, man. Like, yeah, let, let's get Drew Brees back home to his seven and a half kids, bro. All right. Um, get him in retirement game. is what we want. Yeah, let's put him into retirement. Next game, 
is going to be the Browns versus the Steelers. Number six versus number three. Probably going to be the most watched game of the week, I'd say. Uh, just the division rivalry. The Browns haven't been in since 02. The fan base is going to be going crazy. How do we feel about that game, Chad, man? That's going to be a, a crazy matchup. It is a crazy matchup, and uh, I'm glad that uh, we, we kind of got a preview towards it, but we didn't have Big Ben in. Um, but you still get to see how they function against each other and how, they can, or how the, they're going to play. Um, but um, another great matchup, absolutely. It's going to be a hit or miss for Baker Mayfield. I never really know with him. He's just – I mean, he's got everything you need to be in, in, a, a good – I'm not going to say elite, but close to elite quarterback. And uh, he just has to put it, put it all together like Lamar. So we'll see. That 2017 draft class, if I'm, cur- if, uh, if I'm not right, correct me. Is it Josh 18. Allen, Baker, 18, Josh Allen, Baker Mayfield, Lamar Jackson, all three of them are in the playoffs. Let's Darnold see who got too, right? Darnold. So he's the one who's out, but uh, all three of those guys are in the playoffs. Let's see who's got the cojones to step up and get a dub in the postseason. Uh, Cam, what do you want to weigh in on that? Then go to Blake. Honestly, this game is going to be very exciting to watch as well, like most of these games. But, again, like I don't know who's going to win this one. Like, Baker – it's is Big Ben really going to, like, will this team into the playoffs? Like, I, I just – deep into the playoffs. Honestly, the defense is good. We know that. We know we know uh, TJ Watt and the rest of that uh, defense is super elite, and they're, they're going to keep pressure on Baker Mayfield. But the Browns' defense is pretty good, too, with Denzel Ward and Miles Garrett. Like – it's on Baker. If Baker wants to win this game and uh, wakes up feeling dangerous, like he likes to say, then I th- I feel like they could really they could they could pull this off. But I'm gonna give the edge to the Steelers specifically due to experience. Big Ben knows what it takes to win in the playoffs. He's a vet. He's he's and that the receiving core with Deontay Johnson, Claypool, and Juju, like as much hate as he gets, like they've got options on that offense. And Mike Tomlin's one of, is another great coach, veteran, lots of experience. And I think the Steelers pull it out due specifically because Baker Mayfield is just not going to be prepared. He thinks he's riding super high on being this, this like hot shit right now because he's been balling and he's been playing good. And I, and I'm, I would like to see, I'd like to see him succeed and go far in the playoffs, but I just, I don't see it. Yeah. Really quick thing. Do we think that Juju will do a TikTok dance on the field pregame? 100%. 100%. 100%. I bet a thousand million percent he does and he better hope they win that game. My second quick thing was, over under Blake, over under on one and a half fights during that game. I hope it's over by a ton. Um, but uh, I think the Steelers get this done. I mean, it's the same thing Cam said, experience, coaching, and the Steelers will lose the next game wherever they play. But, uh, yeah, I think Pittsburgh. We didn't mention the spread, though. The spread is uh, got the Steelers minus four right now. So just want to put that out there. Spreads. I think I may just be doing money lines for these playoffs, man. It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. Vegas is going to try to cash out on the playoffs. Oh, they coming. They coming. Vegas but, uh, coming. Those are the six games that are going on for Saturday and Sunday. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, the slander is coming, guys. I can't wait. We'll be right back. Okay, so we are back. Like we said, the slander's here, man. Let's just start off with the Clemson-Ohio State game. 
Uh, without further ado, let me just play you guys this Dabo clip. It has nothing to do with Ohio State. Absolutely zero. You can change the name to Michigan or Georgia or Florida or Tennessee or Nebraska. Anytime you have a top 10, it should be that's special. This year, it's like really, really, really special. And I wanted it to be that way. And so I, you know, uh, wanted to recognize the teams that played nine games or more. And so if you didn't play nine games, I just didn't consider you for the top 10. That's why they were 11. That's why they were 11, man. Dabo Sweeney, after the game, did not walk back his statement. He said that, you know, the number 11 thing was still how he felt, man. Trevor Lawrence in that game was taking a beating. The O-line was getting beat like hell, man. Uh, and then Skowski, that's hilarious. Two times in a row you get ejected in the playoffs because of targeting and you lose both of them. They're just taking L's all over the place. I'm not even done yet. Justin Fields is torching these guys, man. He has a rocket for an arm. Had a 61-yard pass through the air to Olave to just burn their DBs. And uh, I think that Justin Fields is elusive enough to translate, man. He showed toughness. He stood in the pocket, delivered some dots while under pressure. And my last take on this before I give it to Aaron and then Chad is whatever team drafts Trey Sermon will be very happy. That dude can run and catch out of the backfield. He is a three-down back. How do we feel about that? Uh, you guys know my feelings on running backs. So I'm not going to say too much about that. But um, I'm just so happy Clemson lost. Man, I hate these guys. Dabo's been so smug the whole season. Just an, He's just awful. I mean, if you're uh, – I mean – FSU fan, you're on FSU Twitter, you see stuff going around. I know you've seen the Wuhan Dabo memes. Let me tell you, Wuhan Dabo got vaccinated that night, and I could not have been happier. Um, Clemson sucks. Last time they lost that bad was actually to an FSU team with Jameis Winston, a quarterback. So it's pretty cool. We'll be back there one day. We'll see. Could be a while, but uh, yeah, just happy Clemson lost. I think we could all say we were surprised. Uh, I don't think anyone thought Clemson was going to lose that game. Uh, no matter how much we hate them. Uh, but we all love that they did and that Dabo ate his words. But um, I don't know. I, I kind of counted Ohio State out, too, of even getting to the, the final um, championship. So I don't even know how they're going to end up playing against Alabama or how it's going to be. Um, but it's, it's going to be interesting. One th- I mean, uh, my thoughts on the game – I loved what I saw from Justin Fields. Like he raised on my personal like draft stock, even though I don't make any draft decisions. He, he definitely uh, raised on my board. He's as you were just saying, like he showed toughness. He was taking huge hits from Clemson linebackers and like getting right, popping back up and getting back in that pocket and doing it again. I think he did. He finished with like, but he finished with like a cracked rib or something, right? Like, I don't know. And they just ruled him in. He's definitely going to play the title game, which we all knew was going to happen anyways. And, I was on that same team. Like I definitely thought Clemson was just going to roll over that team. But one thing I will say is I will not, I will not stand for any of these people that are saying that fields should now get drafted above Trevor Lawrence. Like that is complete slander, bro. If I ever, like, I'm not listening to that at all. Trevor Lawrence, absolutely balled 400 yards and three touchdowns. He had one, he had one bad fumble. That wasn't his, that really wasn't too bad, which I can live with that. The defense was just getting torched all day long. The pocket was collapsing every single time. He's just, I'm that Trevor Lawrence is still easily the best QB in this class. And I'm just not listening to any of that slander.
What do you got to say, Aaron? I would ask you, uh, is your QB two Fields or Wilson right now? What would you say to that? It was um, it was Wilson for this game, but I'm gonna I'm gonna move Fields back up to that number two spot because he six six touchdowns is, is in the in that game against Clemson was an incredible performance. Let me uh I might change my opinion. We'll see how he does against a real defense like Bama because again like that Clemson yeah. def- that Clemson defense was just getting torched. They lost one of their best players due to targeting. Like it's tough to it's tough to see that happen. And that didn't there uh, wasn't there like defensive coordinator out with COVID too or something like there yeah was... they had a bunch of stuff messed up yeah yeah but... like I mean Chad let me ask you the same thing because the uh, the Dolphins are picking at three you got if you have Zach Wilson Justin Fields both available which one would you prefer he's still on that two away bro he still thinks two is the answer <laughs> do you want I one say the... I say go for one of the receivers there's such elite receivers in in the in the draft I don't need a, another. QB, I still have faith in Tua. I think he just needs more time with Fitzpatrick to lead him there. I mean, you know, I think I think we got something going. I mean, we were ten and six. We're not bad. We you know we just we're coming back better next season, and I think we can do that with a better receiver core because we have Parker all by himself and no one else can even catch. Ford is fucking god awful. I want him off the team. <laughs> This is a huge. This next game though is a huge game for Justin Fields. He's got to show these NFL scouts that he is the real deal, and he's got to put up points against that Bama defense. He doesn't have to win the game. He just has to limit his mistakes and put up good numbers. And he'll, I, I think he'll still be the second QB taken off the board if that happens. Yeah, I like Fields, but let's be a little patient with Tua. I think one thing is the Dolphins have kind of fucked with him in the head. Uh, they keep putting him in and then taking him out in big moments. And it's like when Lamar was getting shit on in this first playoff game by the Chargers, the Ravens fans were like, put Flacco back in. And they let him in there. And th- those are growing pains. And Tua has pretty shit weapons. He really doesn't have much around him. Um, the defense is pretty good. But you, especially with an, a young coach and a young quarterback, you have to give it time to develop. Um, and I feel like if you take a, a quarterback that high, Tua just – you're just completely fucking with his confidence. You're like, okay, we put you in a little here, then we took you out in big games. Now we're drafting another quarterback high. And so. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, I mean, with that being said, let's just kind of segue back to that Ohio State-Alabama game. How do we feel that game's going to go? Because I think it's going to be closer than most people may think, man. The weapons on Ohio State are nothing to – to bat an eye at Trey Sermon's the real deal, bro. I put on the Twitter, it's like every time Trey Sermon gets a first down and he's turned to goofy, <laughs> I'll fucking do it again. Cause that's what he was doing, bro. Like he was the, just being the dude, man. Like it's actually crazy. So uh Justin Fields, Olave, they have some good defense, a good pass rush. Do I think they're gonna overtake Devontae Smith? No. I think Devontae's still gonna go for 150, you know, but uh that's my take on that game. College football isn't nearly as good as the NFL, clearly. And that's why, without further ado, we're going to take one last break and then segue into why we are here also for the NBA. We'll be right back. All right, man, so we're back. The NBA happened. Stephen Curry was getting slander for about a week, man. The Warriors were 2-3. and three. People were saying that uh, without the All-Stars, without those Hall of Famers, without KD – Without Clay, he's not the same dude. I was that person. I was that person. Let's talk about his stats, man. Stephen Curry had 62 points on 18 of 31 shots. 
shot eight for 16, which is 50% from the three-point line. He did all of this in 36 minutes. Here's the reason why it's so important, dog. Because Dame played 39. Dame played more minutes than Curry did. Dame had 32. CJ had 28. Dame and CJ combined had less than Steph Curry had in one game, man. And it just makes it even better because Dame tweeted out, you know what, I respect him for it. He says, you can't dish it out and not be able to take it. Dame is the one to be talking. Dame always talks shit to PG because he hit the shot on him, you know, all that shit. But Dame actually stepped up and said, you know what, I was caught talking shit. I retract my statement. This guy is just something else. He's on another planet. Uh, Cam, what do you want to say to that? And then I will refute that statement. Well, I'm first of all, I'm glad you uh, decided to say that you were one of those people that were saying those things because you've been... And I still am. Yeah, and you've been very persistent. This Warriors team is just terrible. But Steph Curry had just reminded everybody that he's still the greatest shooter to ever walk this earth. It's not close. And he will carry this bum squad at the playoffs. I don't care how bad Uber, I don't care how bad Wiggins are. With Wiseman's going to continue to develop, and this team is going to be good enough to make it to the playoffs. Steph Curry is so far ahead of every other point guard in the league right now. It's crazy. And I'm glad Dame – I respect Dame for, uh, remind, for retracting his statement on Twitter and saying that he did get 62 dropped in his mouth. So it was nice to, it was nice to see that, but yeah. Yeah, so Dame's statement was, and I quote, he's seeing that it's tough to get those same quality looks right now. It's a little different than it was the last four to five years. So that's kind of saying, yo, when you didn't have that help, you ain't that same guy. And Steph, Steph says, you know what? Eat those 62. But here's where it comes to me talking shit, and then I'll give it to you, Chad. I get it, dog. Stephen Curry had 62. He's the best shooter of all time. He's the best point guard in the league. No one's refuting that. He had to score 62 to beat the Blazers, man. And it was a close game the entire time. His team didn't give him much on offense the entire time. Steph has to have games like these. This has to be a regular occurrence for Steph to pull out games. Here's what I'm saying. They lost to a mediocre Blazers team. You got completely blown out by the Bucks, completely blown out by the Nets. You barely beat the Bulls. You barely beat the Kings. These performances are going to have to go. He's going to have to have 54 or 45 to beat the Hawks one night. It's, I, I love to see it. It's going to be a show, but can he do it and sustain it every night? I don't think so. I agree. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I think it's a little bit of a leap for Kim to say they were going to make the playoffs, but what I will say is it sound, it sounds oddly reminiscent of what we were saying about Tom Brady, about the goats, what they do when talk shit to, is they eat that shit up and they kill you when they play you. And that's exactly what Steph Curry literally just did. And it just proves that he's a great and that he's the best point guard to ever play. And, and that that's it. I'm just saying. One, one, one last thing, bro. I love that you brought Tom Brady up, Cam. You got it after me because we're fighting on who should be talking right now. The thing about Tom Brady is how did Tom Brady do last year with no weapons, right? Tom Brady didn't have those receivers. 
he didn't have those people to lean on on offense. And what happened? He was out in the wild card against the Titans. That's the same thing with Steph, that he doesn't have weapons. This will not sustain at all. He won't. I don't care how good he is. The GOAT Tom Brady couldn't beat that Titans team. Cam, what do you have to tell me? Jay, you're literally such a hypocrite, bro. You called, you just called the Blazers a mediocre team when you had them in your top three at the beginning of the season. You had them yes. as the third seed, and you and just I, called them mediocre. Yes, and I'm the first person to admit that after I watch games, my opinion is able to change. The Blazers can't play a lick of defense. They are going to be a six seed or below. They are getting clobbered by the Utah Jazz when I watch that game. The Lakers were beaten up on these folks down low. Nurkic did not look how I thought he would. Zach Collins has a stress fracture, and he's out indefinitely. My opinion has the – I can change my opinion. Those are preseason rankings. Now that the season has started, I've adjusted my opinion. One opinion that hasn't been adjusted, though, is I told y'all, the Warriors aren't making the playoffs, dog. Aaron what do you want to Steph, tell No, Steph is enough, bro. Steph is enough. He's going to average 33 at least. Be MVP yeah. again. It's last coming. year, last year, same thing happened last year. The Thunder were beating them by 25. And it was all of ESPN. Stephen A. Smith was saying, come on, you guys are getting beat up. You guys are quitting. The same thing happened last year. Steph still had some crazy games. But here's what, I'm, here's what I can't wait for. Because all these Warriors and Steph Dick suckers are, are, are going to be in my mentions. I cannot wait for when the Warriors are 10 to 11 games below 500, right? And then Steph has a minor injury and says, you know what? I'm going to just kick it for a little bit, bro. I don't, I don't really want to come back. Same. He broke his hand and he was out for damn near the whole year. He didn't take that long to recover, bro. That's just my take. I know I'm a little Steph hater, but... But, hey, he should have zero rings right now. That's my take. I think you're more than a little Steph hater. I'd say you're a lot Steph hater if you think he should have no rings. I mean, this guy is one of the greatest players you've ever seen. You tell me seen. why Look he should. He does. You tell me why he should. Walk that me first ring? The first ring. The when, first ring. When Kyrie ring. and K-Love were both out and LeBron took him six with Della Vadova as the second best player that ring. With Timothy Mozgov playing and Tristan Thompson and J.R. Smith as his starters. Okay? When the Warriors had a starting lineup of Steph Clay, Andre Godala, Harrison Barnes, Draymond Green, and Draymond Green's peak. Nowhere compared to that team. You put Kevin Love and Kyrie on that team, that series is over in six or five, bro. Are you yeah, kidding me? Bro, you treat All you he can treat, do is play the competition he faces. He can't No, no, I don't manufacture. But, that, but that's why I'm saying I'm not blaming him for winning, but I'm saying he shouldn't have. He doesn't get blamed for winning. I can't blame you for who you beat. But I'm saying if it were even teams, same thing with Kawhi. I mean, if KD was on that Warriors squad, Warriors are winning. I love Kawhi, but it's not, you know, it's just not happening. That's my take. Second ring, teams are even. What happens? Braun comes back and beats them. Don't mention Draymond because Draymond came back for game six and game seven. They needed one game. If Draymond was that important, he could have got them that one game. Don't mention Bogut. Get out of here with that shit. Next game, what happens? Draymond Green, after losing in 2016, goes to the locker room. He's crying like a little bitch to KD on the phone saying, yo, we need you. Hey, yo, we need you. We lost to LeBron in the last minute in a game seven, and we're going to add the second best player to our team. What does that do for Steph Curry? He can still put up his 26. Like Dame said, he's shooting half-court shots in the second quarter because he knows. Who gives a fuck? We're still going to win by 25. 
So uh, weigh in. Someone weigh in. I want to stop talking. I think talking. Steph's part of that reason, though. I mean, look at Durant's teams before he joined Steph. They didn't do anything. They never won. They never won until he joined Durant Steph. Durant got to the finals. Durant was up 3-1 against that Warriors team. Durant needed one win. I can do Westbrook that made that was... team lose, bro. It wasn't Durant's fault. That's okay. Much that's as true. I love Russell Westbrook, it was not Durant's fault. They lost that series. Go it look at the numbers. No, stop mm. it, bro, because people don't say that when they were up 3-1. I hate when people say that because they trashed the team, but they didn't trash them when they were killing the Warriors. What it showed me was that Westbrook and KD both couldn't get it done down the stretch. Both. All right, well, that guy's – That doesn't mean that KD isn't the second-best player in the league. KD was still averaging 34 points, shooting 56% from the field that series. So I'm really not putting any fault on him. Yeah. That's I mad think, funny coming from the LeBron hater who you're doesn't a Steph want to look hater, at You're a hater, bro. You talk, about, you talk about Steph the way I talk about LeBron. That's facts. Uh, that is yeah, true. that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. I can't even – no rebuttals right there, man. Steph is, Steph is good, but uh, that's how I feel about that. But let's move on, man. Let's move on to the last segment that we have, which is going to be the lock it or leave it contenders. We're going to say – I'll give you a team. You let me know if you want to lock them as a contender or if you want to leave them as a contender. And let's just start off with uh, a wild card. Let me preface this by saying, by contender, I mean, does this team have the potential to make it to the conference finals? That's what I mean by contender. I'm not saying there aren't many teams that can outright win it, but how many can make it to the conference finals and, you know, like have a good shot going deep in the playoffs. Let's start off with the uh, with the Brooklyn Nets. Cam, lock it or leave it? I mean, this is a pretty obvious lock in the East. That team is – yeah, there's some problems on the defensive end, but, like, it's still way too early. There's too much talent on this roster with KD and Kyrie on the offense, so I'm not worried at all. Obviously, I know you're going to roast me for uh, their two misses last night. Kyrie and KD both had a chance to win the game, and they – did not get the job done, but I'm not, I'm, I'm not worried at all. Like they're easily still the best team in the East. The record may not show it and they may not be number one in the standings, but that team is for sure a lock to go to the finals. Yeah. I'd have to agree with you there, man. As, as uh, much as I want to slander KD and Kyrie for both having good looks and missing them both uh, KD even more. Cause it was, I saw KD hit that shot two minutes before that, you know, to uh, cut it to a two-point game. And then he missed it at the end. But, I mean, you're not going to make every shot. I feel that the slander is kind of just me being an asshole and just trying to slander these guys, you know. But uh, I will say, watching that game, one big takeaway is the Nets cannot rebound. The Wizards had 30 more shot attempts than they did. And they lost by what, like three or something? So that shows me, like, dude, the Nets, DeAndre Jordan, Jared Allen, whatever's going on with those big men, grab some fucking rebounds. Are you kidding me? How is Thomas Bryan out-rebounding you? It's ridiculous. Uh, what do you guys want to tell me? Definitely uh, locking the Nets as a contender, but I think they do have some holes. Um, like you said, the rebounding could be an issue, but I really like Jared Allen. I'm a big fan of his. I think he's going to come around, so that doesn't scare me too much. Um maybe a little lack of depth at, at guard with Dinwiddie out. But again, I don't think that'll be too awful, um, but I think they're in good shape. I think they're in really good shape. All right. Well, let's move on. Cause that one's a pretty obvious one. Let's go to another pretty obvious one. The Los Angeles Clippers, Chad, lock it or leave it as a contender. 
By contender, I mean, do they make it to the Western Conference Finals? Can they? They definitely can. I mean, they, they should have last year. So I think, uh, if anything, they have a chip on their shoulder to do it again. They have Kawhi on their team. I mean, he he's proved he's proved he's an elite player. And, and I mean, I fucking hate Paul George now, to be honest with you. I think he's a chump. But Kawhi's still on the team. Paul George is above average. So I think there's a chance. Yeah, man. Uh, I watched that Suns-Clippers game last night, and the Suns were getting – ass blasted by 25 in the second quarter and then i check again in the fourth and it's a four-point game i said shit let me tune in and uh pg at 39 points he was hitting some crazy shots but uh my takeaway from that is did you see devin booker call that guy a soft ass nigga are you yo talk that talk d book that's what i'm here for somebody it's funny how pg is losing respect among his NBA peers also. Seth Curry, after scoring on him and won in the playoffs, said, bitch-ass nigga. You right? Exactly. You got all these players talking. Dame was talking, saying, hey, see y'all in Cancun. We're on the same boat as you guys, you know? So, uh, Cam, what do you feel about the Clippers? Again, you're hating on Paul George too much. He's been absolutely balling this season, too, if you go look at his stats. But another huge addition, bro, Serge Ibaka is also looking super good this season. He's got great experience with Kawhi. He's a veteran, and he really developed his three ball. Like, he used to not be able to shoot threes at all. He was literally just Ibaka because he could get blocks in the paint. But now he stretches the floor, plays good defense, super long, and you're going to need a guy like that to try to guard Montrez Harrell and, and the rest of them boys on the Lakers. Yeah, I will say in OKC, he could hit like that 15-footer, but nowhere like how he can now. He's really spreading the floor like we haven't seen from him. But let's move on to – I wish Floyd was here, but let's hop on the Celtics because Cam will be going to the Celtics-Raptors game tonight, so that'll be fun. He'll be able to see Jason Tatum take terrible fadeaway shots in person. Uh, so let's start with you and then go to Chad. How do you feel about the Celtics? Do you lock them or leave them as a contender in the NBA Eastern Conference? I lock them, bro. I think this is the year. Like, Jalen Brown is absolutely balling right now. Like, go look at his numbers. He's shooting good from the field. They're look, they look good on the defensive end. With And that's a, that's a scary young duo if Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are both playing at an elite level. And there's not a lot of teams that are better than them in the in the East. So And you I get think, Kemba back. And Yeah, and they're doing this without Kemba right now too, which is a huge loss for that team because Kemba is really the floor general of that squad. So I think they're definitely a lock to be contenders in the East, and I'm excited to see what they can do this season. Yes. I'm going to say no, to be honest with you. I, I, I don't think they're contenders. I think Jason Tatum is still going to be up to his old antics of – turning around, fading when covered by three people, you know? Like, I, I just – I just that one uh, – what was it? It was a buzzer beater to win the game. It was a bank shot. Get the fuck out of here. Just he not missed deserve, it so bad. That it does not deserve him. credit for that. That was luck beyond belief, bro. It was unbelievable. I don't think they're going to be contenders. I think they're still a good team. They're going to make it to the playoffs, but not contenders in my book. Yeah, well, Chad, well, let me just stay with you because let's hop right to your team, man, the Miami Heat. Lock him or leave him as a contender. Man, ah, uh, I got to say lock him, you know. <laughs> I have to. We were in the champion. We were in the finals, man. We were in the Hell. finals. We were in the finals. We're not starting off too well, I'll be honest. Uh, but we haven't had Jimmy Butler in all those games. 
Uh, it's, it's the beginning of the season. We're six games in. I'm not counting out the Heat. They were in the finals last season. That's all I'm saying. I think that's an absolute L. There's, I'm absolutely leaving them out there, not contenders at all. Last year was a complete fluke. We are not having Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero play that good in stadiums full of fans. They're not going into L.A. in a packed arena and putting buckets on LeBron like they were doing last year. I'm glad they had their little run in the bubble. Like, it's a good story for you little Heat fans. But they are definitely – no, Duncan Robinson is legit. Don't get me wrong. That He is way better than Tyler Hero. Tyler Hero is mad overrated. But not – Anyways – they are definitely not contenders. They're not getting. They're not going to get close to the finals this year, much less the conference finals. Boston is going to wipe the floor with the Heat if they run into each other. You heard it here first. Uh, Take kippity, that back. Kippity cap, dog. <laughs> Take it back, no man. No shot, dog. No shot. Boston's There's wiping the cap floor, on this bro. App, man. No wiping way. Wiping the floor with Miami. Nah, yeah. I don't. You still don't have an answer for Bam, and if you think it's Tristan Thompson, you're shitting yourself, I don't, and you're a smoking dick. No. That's that's just what it is. Bam man. is good. Bam is good, but he's not good enough to win the series for them. All right. Well, uh, without further ado, let's just segue to the next team, man. The Denver Nuggets. The Denver Nuggets lost Jeremy Grant. It's going to be a huge loss for them. They also uh, lost Mason Plumlee, so their big man is kind of depleted. MPJ's out with a high ankle sprain, but he was balling. He had a 30-piece one of these games, man. Uh, Jamal Murray looks like he's turning it up. He had 36 last night, 25 in, like, the first quarter, first half or some shit, some crazy shit. But uh, how do you feel about the Nuggets as a contender, man? Uh, Do you think they got worse and the West got better? Start with you, Chad. I think think they're kind of similar to how they were last year, even with those losses. Um, just because Jokic is only getting better, he's, he's the best center of the league, and that's known by everybody. There's no one debating that. Um, they still got Jamal Murray. Don't forget about that guy. He's a stud. Lil Curry in my book. Um, and, yeah, they, they have had some losses. But, um, I don't know. Don't count them out. Aaron, you want to weigh in on that? Yeah, I, um, I could see them making a trade for someone midseason as well. They could really boost them. Um, the Jeremy Grant loss is honestly huge. He's one of the more underrated players, in my opinion, in the league. Awesome 3 and D guy. Um, went to Detroit to get more shots. I understand that. But I think MPJ is really going to break out this season. I think he's going to show people why he was the number one recruit in his class and why he was projected to go first overall before he got hurt in college. Um, and I like this Nuggets team a lot. I'm a huge fan of Jokic. Playmaking center is a lot of fun to watch. And uh, Jamal Murray, too. Great score. I, I like the Nuggets. I'm locking them. Yeah, I don't know what team uh, they make a trade with, but I hear, I don't know, I've never been there. The rumors are the strip clubs in Denver are shitty, so that's all I'll put out there. Um, who wants to add on? So we just know James Harden's not looking at Denver then, right? <laughs> but uh, I would also lock them as contenders. I do like this team a lot. As Aaron was saying, a playmaking center like Yoke, Jokic that can stretch the floor, make all the right passes, limits turnovers, makes all of his teammates better. It's just super fun to watch. Honestly, though, I'm not a big fan of their coach, bro. Mike Malone just doesn't really do it for me. I don't understand. Like, they, he's got enough talent on this roster to, like, be better than they are. So, I don't, I don't know what they need to do to really take that next step. Maybe, like, a trade, like you, were, like you guys were saying, or 
maybe Jamal Murray or MPJ will really elevate their game a little more. But the loss of Jeremy Grant really affects that team because he, as Aaron was saying, like three and D guys are super valuable in the NBA, like to guard the other team's like best players, like the KDs, LeBrons of the world and stuff. You need a guy like that who can lock them up and then go down on the other end and hit catch and shoot threes. That's just that's a skill you need in the NBA to really compete. So that's a huge loss for them. They've got to find somebody to fill that role. <clears throat> can MP MPJ really take that next step and be that guy because some of his shots like if you look at him in game like I'm not saying he looks like KD but he looks like KD you know like he's got all the tools he's just got to put it all together and stay healthy yeah this is a message solely to the Denver Nuggets GM if you trade Michael Porter Jr. you're a scumbag this guy is 6'10 Right, He had a back injury his first year. He's getting healthy, and the promise that he shows is crazy. He's hitting pull-up threes in LeBron's face in the playoffs. Remember, we were watching those games like, holy shit, MPJ. He bodied somebody. Who did he body? Um, Montrez Harrell, right? Was it Montrez? Yeah. And his dad was on the sideline like, god damn, bro. Like, holy shit. Uh, this guy is this guy's really good. But let's move on to a team that we were just talking about, one of their players, 13 strippers, James Harden. The uh the Rockets, man. They had John Wall, who had twenty-eight and six when Harden was out. They had Christian Wood, who is Anthony Davis light. He is baby AD. You know, he's he's a discount Anthony Davis. You get Demarcus Cousins, who's a stretch big. He's not giving you, you know, triple doubles 30, 20, 10 anymore, but he's still contributing. Eric Gordon, PJ Tucker, Daniel House is tiptoeing around the bubble, you know, just trying to smash some employees. You can't blame the guy. I like this team. Uh, Chad, fill me in. I'm loving this team. I think it's clearly the best team the Rockets have had in a while. Um, besides maybe that Chris Paul team, that was pretty good, but they just couldn't perform. Um, I think DeMarcus Cousins is honestly in the best shape of maybe his life. That man is in some great shape. And John Wall's on that team. I mean, it, it all comes down to what happens with James Harden, in my opinion. I mean, who knows what the hell's going to happen with him. So because of that right now, I'm still going to leave them. But uh, they're a question mark in my book. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Aaron and then Cam, how do you feel about the Rockets, man? This team, I'm not sure how to feel about them. I'm really not. Because if Harden leaves, I, do they really get that much worse? I mean, I feel like John Wall could lead this team to, like, a solid five seed with the depth they have. Um, you run Christian Wood. Love him. Huge fan of Christian Wood. Love how Cousins is coming back this year. But I don't know. I kind of, I honestly kind of want to see this team without Harden to see how they all play with increased opportunities. Just saying. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave them. I, don't, I also do not think they're con- – tenders my uh my main problem with them is there's just too much going on like the, between the front office and like the coaching and obviously James Harden's causing some turmoil for like the rookie because he was literally throwing a ball at a rookie's head earlier and the like what was that like two weeks ago something like that so I just think there's too much going on I do like what I'm seeing from Christian Wood though he's looking like a little uh discount Anthony Davis so he's really added some depth to that team and getting actually getting rebounds which was one of their main problems in the playoffs last year so I think that that addition will really help them and I but I disagree with you though Aaron I don't think John Wall can really lead this team to a playoffs to a playoff appearance or at least definitely not a five seed if he does but 
I, Cousins looking great, and I, I do like this Rockets team. They're fun to watch, and they're deep, and they shoot a lot of threes, which is always entertaining to watch. So, But I don't think they're contenders. Yeah, I can't believe I'm saying this, man. I'm one of the first people to, like, roast James Harden, but shit, that team looks deep, man. Like, if they could very well get a 4-5-6 seed versus the Suns in the first round or the Jazz or – the Nuggets, War, the Warriors, the Blazers, or the Mavericks. I'm not saying the Warriors. They're not making it. And they would win, bro. Like, when James Harden's off the court, you still have a ball handler who can facilitate, get his teammates involved, and score the basketball. You have Eric Gordon, an off-ball guard who can fill up the bucket. P.J. Tucker's so versatile. Christian Wood can play the five or the four, depending on the other team's matchups. DeMarcus can come in. Daniel House. Uh, you got discount Jason Tatum, uh, Jay Sean Tate, you know? So uh, there's a lot of stuff going on, but I think the Rockies actually have a chance. Let me pose this question to you guys before we get into the last two teams and then wrap up. If you could be any NBA player, I'm going to go through this. Any NBA player, who would you be? Let's start with Blake because he's been out of this convo for a little bit. Blake, who would you be? Does this mean like any type of player or any specific player? You could be any player, like, the, the way they play added with the lifestyle, added with, like, a contract or, like, you know, just, like, however you want to live your life, what would it be? Um, for the boy getting slander before, I mean, I got to go with Tyler Hero. I mean, that guy gets to rip some threes, then he'll do a nice little, little Euro step, get a bucket, chilling in Miami, got a hot girlfriend, um, making money. Like, that's, like, the best gig ever, you know? Just get the vibe. And, and get some buckets. Yeah, so uh, let's go from Aaron and then Chad. So uh, Blake kind of stole my answer. I was going to say Tyler Hero as well. So I'm going to actually switch it up and go with Duncan Robinson instead because uh, we have a very similar play style in, in real life. I am an absolute laser shooter just like him. And um, I feel like if I was an actual NBA player, that's what I would be. So I'm going with Duncan Robinson. Um, I am going with Sean Marion. Because he <laughs> <laughs> what? We go with Sean Marion because he. Oh, I love that pick, man. Because oh, I have the God. exact same form shot as him. Uh, it's wet. I love it when the haters hate on me because I I just need to have be a set shot and it's cash every time. I can't have any pressure, but if it's set, I will make it. And uh, I love I loved how we played. Yeah, man, Cam. What do you have to say? Who would you be, man? Yeah, I think you already know where I'm going with this, bro. But uh, I'm gonna be that man, KD. Like, who doesn't want to be a who doesn't want to be a seven footer that can do everything? So you're no, disloyal. Not... You're a snake. You're a fraud. You can't with, do anything yourself. With, you need with help two, for everything. With two, with two championships. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna lie. KD seems kind of miserable, man. He's always like making these burners to like reply to people hating. Yeah, him. man. You're hella like sensitive. He's a great time. That means you're yeah. hella sensitive. KD seems. <laughs> KD's still the greatest offensive force the NBA has ever seen, though. So, I mean, I'm not uh, – The night around. after Curry dropped 62. Okay. All right. Mine is out of left field. Uh, I probably should have said dead or alive because Cam and I were talking about this earlier, man. Wilt Chamberlain. If that would be my pick, bro. Just a seven-footer just fucking on these tiny white guys, man. Putting up 54, 50, 32, and 20 in a game. And then going out and banging all their wives after. You know, that would be the dopest shit. 
Bro, how do you get 24 blocks in one game? Like, uh, after, like, the first 15 times, I'm you just stop trying layups in front of him. Like, come yeah, on. Yeah, you think maybe you'd be like, let me not do this floater because it's still going to get snatched out the air, man. You know, like, that's crazy. Dude, I read a report. He was, like, banging, like, 20 chicks a week, too. Like, are you kidding? Dude, his numbers are up there, bro. Crazy, crazy, crazy. All right, so uh, let's do this last team. And the last team we have here is the Suns, Phoenix Suns. They are 5-2. and two. They're second in the Western Conference right now. Chris Paul, Devin Booker look good. DeAndre Ayton looks good. Mikhail Bridges, that's the guy no one's talking about. He is really good. Talk about 3 and D. I tweeted, in five years, he'll be a top 5 3 and D player. Maybe in three. This guy shoots the three at a very, very high clip. His wingspan is so long. And it's so funny because the Sixers keep trading like their picks for like worst players. The Sixers drafted him and then they traded him. Like, why would you trade that guy? You know, so uh, that team looks good. But do you lock them or leave them as a contender, Aaron? And then let's go to Cam. I'm locking these guys as a contender. I love the Phoenix Suns. Chris Paul, he just makes everyone around him so much better. And there's already the pieces were there for the Suns. They just needed the guy to bring it all together. And I think that's exactly what Chris Paul is. With that veteran leadership, plays great defense, can shoot the ball, awesome facilitator, great clubhouse guy. Really like this Suns team. Uh, DeAndre Ayton, too, has been, he's been great. Love watching what Chris Paul does with young big men. It's, it's, they're a fun team to watch. I, I think they're going to go very deep in the playoffs. I actually had this team out at the beginning of the season, but from what I've seen with them so far, I hate to say it, but Jay, you were right. They do look good. This team is deep. They've got. Oh yeah, man. Oh yeah. As Aaron was just saying, Chris Paul makes all big men better that he plays with like DeAndre Aiden. And what a big advantage is with defenders like Chris Paul is a great on ball defender. DeAndre Aiden's a great defender. You got Bridges is a good defender. And it really helps that Devin Booker. Can I know it's coming. Oh. Devin Booker can hide, bro. He doesn't have to guard anybody now. And that really helps him because he can just focus on putting buckets on people, which is what he does excel at. D book gets so many good looks because CP can set him up off curls off of screens. He's doing off ball cuts. Uh, you know, so I think the assisted buckets that he's getting is a lot higher than uh, previous seasons. Dude, if you look at D-Book, he's not the worst defender in the world. I'm, he's not great, but he he does put effort in. Some guys just don't put effort in. He really does put effort in, man. Uh, but that's what we're going to do. Chad, anything you want to add on? Lock it or leave it as contender? Uh, I'm going to lock it. Uh, I think uh, they are a complete team. And uh, like Aaron said, they're very fun to watch because they have every asset you need for a contending team. And um, they just they just have to put it together. And uh, that's what we're going to look for. Jay, I just want to add one more thing to your point. I do agree that uh, Devin Booker definitely tries to play defense, but his, his, his efforts are leading to zero production. So, I mean, I don't know how, how good that's really doing. Okay, well, I gotta, I can't really refute that one, but uh, let me leave you guys with this joke and then we'll do a sign off. It's some more Clemson slander because I, I want to say this to the end. So, uh, where was OJ Simpson headed in his white Bronco? He was going to Clemson because he knew that the police would never look there for a Heisman Trophy winner. Yeah, just leave, just, just leave that to the Clemson fans, man. Just leave that to y'all. Bless you, sign offs. Good Thank you, day. Chad, for checking in. Uh, sorry about your Dolphins not making the playoffs. Ha! But uh, yes, last thing you want to say, so you said you want to wide out and not a quarterback. I want to wide out. I want to wide out, absolutely.
That's what Jamar I need. Chase. That's what we need. All right. All right. Which yeah. wide? Which Take which wide out? Take Weddle. I would love Weddle. Wow. Would be great. All I'm yeah. saying is, don't let Mac Jones fall to the Bucks in the first round because he will be the next Tom Brady. I don't think so. Okay. Whoa. Thank you for that terrible take. <laughs> uh, Martino, uh, your Ravens play yes, on Sunday. What are you hoping for? Uh, Watch out. Hoping you guys get a, a, yeah, I'm a win. I'm telling you all, here it comes. Lamar, Lamar is about to do what he's been doing in the regular season. And I want all the smoke. I want the Titans. I want Josh Allen. And then I want my homeboy. Yep, Cam and Aaron, you guys' Bucks play. Any last remarks on uh, this game for Washington and how far Tom can go in the postseason? Tom's going all the way. He's proven it over and over. You don't bet against Tom Brady in the playoffs. It's just something you don't do. Tampa Tom got us. Not worried. Blake, weren't you just saying you hoped the Ravens wouldn't have to play Derrick Henry and that they would get the Colts? You said that earlier. Oh, yeah. and you no, just I mean, said, now you I'll want all the, the smoke? I mean, hey, I mean, I would rather play the Colts because I think that's a dub for sure. But let's go, bro. This is our revenge game. Lamar's coming. I think this defense is finally going to step up, finally healthy. This is You cannot lose this game if you're Lamar Jackson. Um, it's, or the Ravens in general. I mean, Derrick Henry, we're stopping him. Lamar is going to cook that defense. And all this bullshit about how Lamar Jackson can't throw and how he can't win the big games, it's going to be put under the rug. All right. So with that being said, man, we have – a lot to talk about next time, man, because sports, the storylines come by themselves. We don't have to do anything. We just watch these games and the content steaming out the ass, you know? So with these playoff games, we'll have great content. Cam, bear down. I fuck with it. Duh, bears. And got a lot of stuff going on. Thank you guys for listening to this podcast. Uh, Fins up also, says Chad. Thank you guys for listening to this podcast. Uh, follow us on everything hoops. The zeros are O's. I mean, the O's are zeros. Uh, Great content coming out with this sports week. But uh, thank you, guys, and we'll be back for next week. Appreciate it. Very nice to me. Because you're being naughty, so you're on the naughty list. No, I'm not. I'm on the good list, actually. You're not because you ain't being good.